Welcome to you, me, and our couple's therapy podcast without the therapist. Here we will be talking about infertility, parenting, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to you, me, and and I'm Jordan. I'm Kirsty. And welcome back again. We've had our little two-week break, mm-hmm. and we are here recording once again. We are, yeah. Eventually, finally, have to. <sighs> The uh, nightmare that we've had with our podcasting equipment. Yeah, I was going to leave that to the what's new with you section. Just like, <laughs> but never mind, I've just gone with it. Yeah. Or you've gone with it, I should say. I and I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon. Three hours we've done this, trying yeah. to sort this equipment out. Mm-hmm. Three hours. This is what happens when you're absolute amateurs at recording a podcast and you've got no idea what you're doing. Absolutely. and But we did when... have... This is what's so frustrating. We had everything sorted. We had everything being, like recording fine and stuff. And then all of a sudden we try and record this one and nothing wants to work. Nope. And it's so annoying. But when you look back on kind of the things that we've done or the things that we've said, you can you can laugh. At it because of, uh, I don't know if people have seen your Instagram story of when we tried to record. <laughs> Who even are we? Why are we even doing this? So stupid. <laughs> That's Kirsty having a tantrum because this is what Kirsty does. You yeah. like a tantrum, don't you? Yeah, I know. I know, but I did kind of feel like that. I'm like, well, why yeah. are we no, even I, doing I, this? I, I like, we're it. not like professional people or anything. We're not like, you know, we're not celebrities. Like, so why are we even doing a podcast? When it was it your work? idea. Don't start asking me. It was your idea. I know. Well, I enjoy doing it, but not when it doesn't work. No. Frustrating. And now I keep looking back every time. <laughs> Just to make sure the equipment... I know. I'm looking over my little stand here. I'm like... Yep. No, no, it's still Is going. Is it still recording? It's still, it's still going. It's still going. Now we just have to hope that there's no echo. Oh, you've said it now, haven't you? Good one. <laughs> But anyway, yes, we're back, and hopefully we are working perfectly well. And as always, we're going to kick off with what's new with you. So, Kirsty, what's new with you this week? Well, or last two weeks? Well, not a lot's been happening again. Fertility-wise, F- fertility fertility-wise, no. still not pregnant. No. Um, but we have had the. The news that your mum is going to come and stay with us for a few weeks. She is indeed. Mm-hmm. She is. So, yeah. The woman likes to buy houses and not really enjoy them, so... <laughs> you know, nowhere's nice at the minute to buy, and... Yeah, so she's coming to stay with us for a few weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is what's new with us. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. No. But I don't want to be mean, but just if any women are listening and have a mother-in-law, they will understand. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. But we're hoping that it's not good. It shouldn't be for too long anyway, should it? No. Because I've already said I am not having anybody staying here when we're going through IVF. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So she can't can't be still here when uh, it gets to that point. She won't be. But yeah. I'm more worried about, like, you, really. I think I'm worrying about it 
myself um, because I think I'm working myself up over it, thinking it's going to be worse than what it is. Like, because you see all the mother-in-laws and stuff on TV and because your mum is opinionated, mm-hmm. like, I worry that she's going to pick at everything. Like, I think it's just a female thing. Like, I worry because this is like, I know it's our house, but it's kind of my house in the sense of like, I make the rules of where things go and I do like all the housework and stuff like that. So I feel like it's like, I don't want to like feel judged or whatever. Like I want to like her to think, oh wow, yeah, she is a good Mm daughter-in-law sort of thing. So it's kind of like living up to like the expectations and things. But I think... I think you kind of passed the trial phase, by the way. Yeah, I know, but it's different when then they live with you because then they see everything. <laughs> so I don't want, like, like I panic. I'm all, like, I'm a perfectionist anyway. So I panic that then, like, I don't know, even just when we was making the bed earlier and I'm thinking, there's creases in the bed and, like, yeah. oh, is she going to, like, pick up on that? I know she won't, but, like, it's just, like, it's just what you do. But then I, the main thing that I worry about is that, uh, um, like, you clashing with her. <laughs> Yeah. And then you being annoying. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can clash at times, but it's family. Well, it? yeah, exactly. It's anybody. If you like, when you move out of like your parents' house, and then like you have to move back in with them or whatever, like you're gonna clash because you've oh, you've yeah, got yeah. your own set ways now. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily meaning it that way, but you're right. Mm. I was meaning like she's family, so of course I'll put her up for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we might. I just don't want to say too much yet. No, no, exactly. We'll see. The, the tone of the next podcast might um, <laughs> clarify how it's all gone. You and divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here by myself today. <laughs> Just moved back home. <laughs> but yeah, she won't I'm... answer my call. <laughs> so yeah, beware. But apart from that, has anything else happened new with you this week or last well, week? Since the last podcast, I'm back to work full time now. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, I wasn't. I'm yeah. back to work full time. Shattered. Back to work full time, but then you're off next week for two weeks. Well deserved. <laughs> It is well deserved. Um, but yeah, no. Are you enjoying being back? I am actually. I'm enjoying the routine and stuff. And yeah. I actually feel like I'm doing a better job this time around mm. with my job than I did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm actually doing something now. Yeah. But early days, mm-hmm. I won't be doing that for too long. I'll be like, this is far too much work. <laughs> Stop it. And you're having to do the, your regular COVID testing as well, which is a oh, new thing. Oh, yeah. I love shoving that thing up my nose. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, so COVID testing was done in school, but now it's home testing kits, mm. which is twice a week. Didn't realise I had to register my tests to the school so that they knew the results because <laughs> I kind of forgot to do it one week because... Mm came home and I was like okay just spend time with Oakley now <laughs> completely forgot about doing the test but yeah and it's the one test that we want a negative result on it's quite funny how like similar it is to a pregnancy yeah, test like when you look at it like because we've spent the last however many years looking at what well, I have 
looking at preg- like ovulation tests mm. and then pregnancy tests and you're always wanting the two lines i know so it's kind of like i was saying to you like after you'd done yours i was wanting to like squint at it like pick it up and see like oh can i see a line is there a faint line there <laughs> and i'm like no we don't want the line exactly. no <laughs> i mean it- It'd be 10 days off work, but no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, we definitely want um, a negative on that one. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just a case of mum moving in for a couple of weeks, back to work full time, and continuing to stick things up my nose, which is, <laughs> which is brilliant. Remember, throat first, then nose. Never the other way around. Just a little tip. So, the topic... Um, that we're going to discuss this week is kind of like I started thinking of it for different reasons really I started thinking of it because I saw a few things on Instagram and I'd been thinking of it a while anyway and also because of the fact that your mum is coming to stay with us and when we kind of found out that your mum was coming to stay with us we were both like oh well we can't do the podcast for the next like while she's here then so it made me think like why <laughs> like we well, can't because we don't speak about it like even if like i know your mum wouldn't be sat like in the room mm-hmm. like if we said oh we need to do this or whatever she'd probably like leave the room or she'd go upstairs and or whatever yeah but it's the fact that she would still kind of be in the house and she might like hear us talking about it and things and it's still not something that we properly speak about openly openly mm-hmm. and it's just that really like how fertility and infertility is still like quite a taboo thing see for me that wouldn't be the issue could be the issue for me would be the fact that sometimes we speak about sex life and it's like don't really want to be speaking about that in front of my mum yeah that would be the issue for me because with this it's we normally take a topic mm-hmm. and discuss it and it's you basically say to me like what's your opinion on this mm-hmm. and I'll just tell you my opinion yeah and I would happily just tell her my opinion on anything Mm-hmm. really so for me it's not so much the case of having to speak in front of mum would be the problem it's not the fact that infertility or fertility is a taboo subject it's just I don't want to be speaking about sex in front of my mum yeah I'd rather not we don't really speak about sex though that much we don't speak about like well, things like we that we have like we've touched on it but yeah, we don't yeah, like yeah. see that would be the only we issue don't, like, for me don't go into detail or anything like that do we oh she loved it <laughs> yeah I am joking but, yeah, it's not, like, something that I would be ashamed of speaking about or be worried that she might hear or something or whatever. Mum's really, like, she goes to bed at 8 o'clock. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, damn, I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right, okay. She goes to bed. Then, she, I don't know, she might go to sleep straight away. Mm. Can't say if I've ever gone into my mum's bedroom at 8 o'clock to see what she's doing. <laughs> but she might go to bed straight away and go to sleep straight away. So then she wouldn't hear us because we normally record, like, between... Any time after 8, really. Mm -hmm. So she might hear us. She might not. If she did hear us, I'd just be like, answering the questions they should have tomorrow. Mm. You're a lot more, like, easy easy with things like that, though, aren't you? Like, uh, like... I'm horizontal, basically. (laughs) So laid back that... Yeah. Yeah, just whatever you've got to say. Mm -hmm. Just let me know. I do think it's quite difficult to open up and speak to people about it, though, because it's... I think it's nerve-wracking because you don't know how they're going to react to it because a lot of the time you could 
like you can get kind of like negative it's weird not like people don't mean to be negative Mm -hmm. and i've said this before like if people are saying things to you the majority of the time people are trying to help they're trying to say the right things of what they think is right but because they don't understand the situation Mm -hmm. properly because they might not have gone through it before they don't necessarily know the right things to say and that's why i think it's so important that this whole like taboo kind of thing between of fertility and infertility like needs to disappear really Mm -hmm. it even comes down to the fact of like and even now i want to whisper it periods people don't speak about stuff like that very often Mm. and it's something that every woman goes through every woman goes through monthly or however long and every woman in history has yeah it's like literally something like the most natural thing but it's that is a a massive taboo thing i think like Mm -hmm. i've always felt that way anyway i've always felt like i have to kind of like hide it if i I always used to get i don't anymore but i used to get so embarrassed like going to the shops to buy yeah the bits and everything and oh they're gonna know what's what yeah, that's for and I know, which is yes, ridiculous. Yes, of course you'll know what it's for. <laughs> I, know. I know. They're not party poppers. <laughs> but even co- like... You've not got confused. I know. Like... Even when I'm at work or anything like that, I have to like really schedule like when I'm going to the toilet and stuff so nobody can see me going in like or taking bits into the toilet and things. And yeah, I don't know. Even that like is still quite taboo I don't know I don't know if this is going to be a stupid question or not but you know if someone was to know that you were on your period Mm -hmm. and you were being a bit off with them or they thought that you were being a bit off at all Mm. is that to avoid them just being like oh you're on your period or anything like that I don't know I don't I know it's not a massive thing yeah it doesn't sound like a massive thing for someone to say or hear but I don't know, a lot of people could be like, what, what's that got to do with anything? Mm. Like, yeah, people do kind of like ridicule it and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And women don't get the sympathy that they should have either. Like, I always think if it was men that had this happening to them every month, the world would be such a different place. But, yeah, but I feel like I'm getting re- quite feminist now. You, you, <laughs> but... Yeah, you are, you are, but... The thing is, but it's if, so if, true. No, if, it was, if it was a man going through it, then a man would have the same emotions as a woman, basically, wouldn't they? I think so there'd then, be a lot more support, and there would be so much more just support and openness about it, I think. Mm. Because for many women, it's painful. It's really painful. Like, they have to go through that, but they have to, like, still act like nothing's happening. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm not, like... I'm really, I'm just so you're aware, I'm really emotional at the minute and I'm really like, because my hormones, because it's that time of the month. You wouldn't expect to say that when you're at work or anything, to tell your boss that. Like, just be like, just go on with it. <laughs> like, yeah. But you, you say that you would think it'd be more spoken about and more open and not so much mm. of a t- taboo subject or whatever. You're, you're like referring to men that men don't really talk about anything. So I don't think it would really be more um, accepted. Um, 
like anything. So if a man's feeling down, does a man tell another man that he's feeling down? Mm. No. Like, yeah, that's true. A lot of men don't support other men, mm. really, because they don't really know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got, yeah, so if you've got an issue or whatever, you don't really talk about it, you try and deal with it yourself, or you just kind of push it to one side mm. and kind of forget about it. So in that sense, I don't think it really would be accepted more yeah. if it was a man having to go through it. I think mo- men would mourn about it more because that's what we're like. But well, that's what I mean. You get like a little cold and you're like out on the, the, the couch. The thing, like, is, oh. no, the thing is, the thing is, you can say it's a little cold. You're not feeling my body. You're not feeling the pain that I'm going through or the headaches that I'm getting or whatever. So, right, don't start. I know what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> Hold on. I've actually had an idea. It's just come to us after thinking about what you'd just been saying. And you were saying about how, like, men, if men had periods, it would be more accepted and we'd be more open about it. There'd be more support in place. Mm. This links perfectly into male infertility. Mm-hmm. So you, we've, we've got male infertility. Yeah. And... Is that accepted? Well, I don't know, really know if accepted is the right word, but it is definitely a taboo subject. Oh, yeah. 100%. Nobody, nobody speaks about it. Yeah. Nobody speaks about it at all. Well, everybody thought that it was amazing, like an amazing thing, when Rod Gilbert did his documentary. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, they're talking about male infertility. Like, oh, wow. Like, But it's because it's so rare. For anybody mm-hmm. to be talking about it. Like, people will think that he's a brave man for doing it, and mm-hmm. he is, but he's only a brave man for doing it because it is a taboo subject. Yeah. Why is this not normalised? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know if men are going to be down on the pub on a Saturday being like, oh, right, lads, got one for you. <laughs> Gone up, kids. No, but, but I think that's why we need to see it more. Like, we need to see... Because we're o- more open now because we've gone into the, like little Instagram worlds and the Facebook worlds of like these trying to conceive communities where everybody is super open. Mm -hmm. So that's helped us to feel more open about it as well. But I think that we need to see more of it, like within the media, we need to see more on the TV, (laughs) like on TV programmes and not just documentaries. You know what, like, sorry, just from what you've just been saying there and like on the TV and stuff, you know what's probably more accepted more than male infertility. Hmm. Erectile dysfunction. How? There's always adverts on the telly about that, isn't there? Is there? Yeah. There's always erectile dysfunction and like always talking about like the blue pill and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know what programmes you're watching, but that's not on like during the it's... adverts for Strictly. See the next <laughs> Strictly oh, doesn't Strictly have doesn't. Have I was going to say EastEnders, then I was like, EastEnders doesn't have adverts. <laughs> Well, okay, bake off. <laughs> well, you've made yourself look like a fool. <laughs> but yeah, see the next time we're watching the telly and the advert comes on, I'm like, look, 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 see, I told yeah, you, I told you. Yeah, you'll have to point it because I have never seen any adverts. No, but yeah, there's bit. definitely adverts oh. and stuff for it. Mm. And um, Newman is one of the ones that is on the telly. I don't know, I've never seen that Yeah, either. it was. There's just like a lot of flashing and it says like Newman loads of times. I'll point it out the next time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the fact that that's on like mainstream telly 
can't remember if it was on mainstream telly actually but it's on, I've seen it on <laughs> you've seen it on some dodgy web uh, programs probably no I, that's why honestly, I've never seen it well we don't watch anything with adverts really do we no so where have you seen it I'm sure I've seen it on like <laughs> when I've been watching Sky Sports or something <laughs> but anyway there is an advert for it right and listeners if you've seen it please let us know and tell me that I'm right <laughs> But, yeah, the fact that that's an advert on the telly Mm -hmm. for people to see, not just me, Mm -hmm. but for people to see, shows that that's, like, That's a good thing. Well, that's, like, a step. So so that's accepted. So it's like, all right, okay, you've got Mm -hmm. issues down there. Yeah. Like, here you go. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, we still can't talk about the fact that some men as well have issues with conceiving Mm -hmm. and having babies. Yeah, yeah. Definitely need to see it like on some sort of TV programs. I think that's the best way for people to then start talking about it. Like, I always think like with the soaps, the three main soaps: you EastEnders, Emmerdale, and Coronation Street. See you later, Hollyoaks. <laughs> but anything that like, because they tackle quite difficult subjects a lot of the time and they really go into like research and things like that you always hear about how much they've researched it and how much they've really tried to like do the story justice and everything and they have a lot of them have tackled like really hard topics and Mm -hmm. subjects and then it's as a result of that it's got everybody talking because then it's been shown on like you your kind of daytime tv programs and then on the news programs the last one for me that I can think of like that was EastEnders when they did the you know the knife crime yeah and that's had, what I was they had thinking the families of, as well, yeah. of the actual victims yeah. at mm-hmm. the funeral and stuff like, yeah yeah the, yeah I know what you mean and things like that get people talking because I can remember like from that one people then did start speaking about it and they started speaking about it on like Good Morning Britain and This mm-hmm. Morning and things like that so then it reaches even more people who might not necessarily even watch that soap yeah. So it just broadens it and it just starts a conversation. So I'm like, why have they... Because to my knowledge, none of them have really touched upon infertility properly. Like, we don't watch them all fully. We watch one. Yeah, I have watched... I've watched, like, East, uh, Coronation Street and Emmerdale in the past. And... Oh, yeah, I've watched all. I don't remember... Four. Like they could have, they could have touched on it, but I don't remember anything. Mm. But if we take EastEnders, for example, because we do watch that religiously, you've got Sharon and Rainey who have had kind of infertility storylines, mm. but I don't feel like it. What they've had is enough. Like it's nowhere near enough, because you've got Sharon who said that she was infertile, and then she had like her two sons naturally. Yeah. Which obviously it can happen, but I feel like they they, they never really went into that like infertile mm. like kind of storyline properly. It was just like, oh no, like it's always like kind of a doom and gloom. Like, yeah. oh, you're infertile. Like, there's no resolve. There's nothing you can do mm-hmm. about that. And like Rainy, hers is like the most recent one. So she she got told that she was infertile a while ago because she'd been taking drugs and things like that. So again, it's her fault. Yeah, like it's not just a natural thing of her body Mm. it's because she's done something wrong sort of thing and even with that like they didn't really like like they kind of explored like surrogacy slightly but not like nothing else at all yeah and it's like i want to see i want to 
watch like a soap or a program and like see everything i want to see them kind of trying to begin with and wanting kids and not being able to have kids and then going through them possible treatments and things like that and then and to really explore it like because i think like why not because there's so much that they could actually do with it relationships wise and then even how they interact with other people in the program and things as well and the fact that like it's such a common thing is like why do they not why is that not in the programs especially in soaps i keep taking it back to soaps but soaps are supposed to be kind of like real life aren't they with a lot more drama (laughs) but they are supposed to be kind of just real life Mm -hmm. like situations and stuff so the fact that they have people on their characters all the time getting pregnant straight away from a one night stand but they don't have couples on there that are struggling well yeah i was just i was just thinking there so the fact that you can you you don't see anyone uh struggling to get pregnant or Mm -hmm. have children or whatever but yet in a small community like walford you can see fraud 20 times a year you can see debt 15 times murders yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of murders in a community where everyone knows everyone yeah yeah, there's still people getting and i know they want to do like dramatic storylines so they want to have something like dramatic Mm -hmm. but i feel like but at the same time we want to see like a lot we want to see like as being represented in these sort of programs Mm -hmm. and i think everybody kind of wants to see no matter what they're going through wants to kind of see themselves being represented at some point so that you feel like you're not alone or whatever but i just think if they were to do a a good storyline that really focused on a couple really like trying to have a baby and things like that i think it would just open up like a massive conversation about it all and then in as a result of that then people might start becoming more open about it and yeah. things and as well as that I, like i feel like i'm asking for too much now but it would be nice to see an infertility storyline that is secondary or male fertility based mm-hmm. rather than because it sometimes they'll show things so, so like we're watching this is us at the minute and a couple in that need to go through ivf spoiler alert i'm not saying which couple <laughs> but you just told them a couple yeah a couple spoiler alert <laughs> there's a lot of couples in that program but they need to go through ivf anyway but it's the, the it's the couple that I feel like I am giving away a spoiler now. Just keep going. It's it's just it's the typical couple. It's the stereotypical couple. Yeah. To go through IVF, yeah, yeah. and when we was watching that, because I'd already been pre warned by somebody that they do go through IVF and there is a miscarriage in the program and the um there is adoption and things like that as well. But I was still really hoping that it was going to be the couple that already had kids, or I was really hoping that it was going to be another side of like the infertility mm-hmm. kind of thing like like a male factor or something and then as i was watching that and realizing how much i was really really hoping that it was going to be the couple that already had kids it made me realize like i am actually craving to see something like that like how we was all loving rod gilbert's documentary and 
it was like yes like we are seeing somebody talking about something that we're going through like I, I felt like that like I was really craving to see our like story yeah or like a version of our story mm-hmm. like on there yeah I feel like I've spoken for ages so I was given a pause <laughs> what are you going to continue or I was going to let you have your say because I feel like I've literally just <laughs> like ranted I've just given a whole speech <laughs> no I, yeah obviously it's something that you're passionate about and I think the more it can be represented in television radio mm. film books I don't, I don't really know if you can come across any mm. books where it's a storyline or whatever but the more obviously the more we speak about it the more it becomes a non-taboo subject. Exactly. And there are things, like there are programmes and films and there'll be books and articles and documentaries that have touched upon it and that have like mentioned it. Like I know that there will be like films and things, but I feel like they're not mainstream enough. I was going to say they're hidden away in the corner. Yeah, you've got to kind of seek it out turn to page 57 (laughs) of a magazine that doesn't really sell yeah or you've got to kind of already be like how you were saying that you've seen that advert you've seen that advert because you're a male so you will have like noticed it whereas if I've been watching the programme because it's got nothing to do with me I wouldn't have noticed that advert and you're glued to your phone (laughs) well no but like I don't know, like it wouldn't stick in my mind because it's not, it's nothing to do with me sort of thing. So for other people, like if they saw something fertility wise, if they're not going through it, they might not necessarily spot it. Like it's like when you know a car, like when you have a car and then you see that car everywhere because you know that car. (laughs) Does that even make sense? Yeah, it does. But I don't agree with what you're I do to an extent I do agree to an extent but that's like saying like you've never seen any of those like charity adverts on the telly yeah but that's not related to you so why why have you noticed them eh suppose but yeah I just think it needs to be more mainstream and it needs to we need to see it in programmes like soaps like I just feel like that's really like you can have a you can have a documentary you can have a like a drama but i don't feel like they would reach as many people mm-hmm. as a soap because it, it's more niche yeah like yeah, yeah. those sort of mm-hmm. programs whereas i don't know i know a lot of people don't watch soaps so that's probably like i think the we've same reached thing, the kind but... of generation now where it's not just educating people on like black lives matter or like this mm. like the educating your son um kind of movement at the moment and stuff we are in a kind of generation where we're educating on things yeah things that aren't really spoken about things that people don't really truly understand mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like this is the generation that we're in and the more that we can publicize things and make things known more people are actually going to like pay attention to it and yeah get educated and have a better understanding mm-hmm. of it which is what they need mm-hmm. and it will help so many people because yeah. so many people exactly. are, like go through this yeah. and so many people will kind of will be affected by this but might not necessarily know they might not necessarily realize yet yeah. like they might be too young to be wanting to try or 
like a lot of people nowadays are leaving like trying for a family until they're a bit older like late 20s early yeah 30s. but again with that it's always focused on the woman and that's what they picked up on in the Rod Gilbert's documentary as well. Like the fact that, like, for a woman, I think for for many women that know they want kids, I think it's always in your mind. Oh, I've got a broad body clock. Yeah, that's. Whereas that's for the m- unfortunate thing, really, isn't it? The fact that you, women do have that. But men do as well. But that's the whole thing. But yeah. men don't really realize like how like that they do. But it's not as sudden though is it i think it's similar i think it is i'm sure he said on the documentary that it was that like it does decline like the same the only difference is that men can whereas women basically once your eggs run out that they run out you don't ever like you don't make new ones sort of thing Mm -hmm. whereas like sperm's always kind of being produced yeah but the quality of it and the quantity of it will go down but it's still there. Yeah. So there is that chance. Mm-hmm. Which obviously we know about because that's what's happened for us having a child. Yeah. There is one thing, though, that, like... So obviously we're talking about, like, publicising it and, like... Film, yeah. Film, TV, radio, newspapers, adverts, whatever. Again, one of the most obvious places, schools. Yeah. It's one of the most obvious places. Mm-hmm. You start talking about it in a school and... I don't know, kids Kids will laugh or whatever and make jokes. Because you know what kids are like. They, mm. they, they do about everything. Like, you try and teach them about sleep hygiene and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's funny. It's like, well, no, you need to sleep. Like, <laughs> come on, you need to sleep. But yeah, you can talk to them about it and stuff. And although you think they're not paying attention and you think they're not taking it seriously, there will be something that they will take away from it. I was going to say, do you think they on, would? Well, because y- it's yeah. something that, like... When you're 14 years old, most, I'm guessing most teenagers don't really think about, like, they no, think they think that 30, like, late 20s, yeah. 30s is a long way yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not necessarily what I'm meaning by that. Like, mm. so they'll get, like, a presentation made to them or whatever, do mm. worksheets, whatever they're going to be doing. But if I was to then say to one of the, like, ask the kids, like, a month later, oh, so what does X mean? Or what does Y mean? Mm. Or what does X and Y together mean? They could probably give me an answer. Yeah. Because although you probably think that they're not listening, they are quite expungers and they do take stuff in. Mm. So even if you're drip feeding it to them, so you tell them one thing and then you tell them something a year later. Mm -hmm. And a year later. And then especially if you're drip feeding it in a school, but then society exactly is talking, talking about, about it, it more, as well then that's when mm-hmm. again they get a better understanding because as much as we don't really like to think about it they are the future generation mm-hmm. they're the future of the world it's so, so important as well for them to be talking about it at school like again not just about like infertility infertility and things like that because they might not necessarily like take that on board properly but for the girls especially but I'm guessing, like, the guys as well. But for the girls, like, they will... Because they've got so many changes happening when they're a teenager. And there's so many girls that will go through... That will have PCOS or endometriosis mm-hmm. and all these different, like, things. But because it's not spoken about openly, they might really worry that something's wrong with them or 
like they might not necessarily know how to deal with it properly or might feel ashamed or embarrassed and things like that as well mm-hmm. so for people to speak about it more openly straight away at school when they're having all these changes like i think it would really help them then in the long term yeah yeah and i think it would really help if not only because i don't know how they do like sex education or anything like that now but when i was at school the girls and the boys were split mm-hmm. but i think it's so important for maybe not like it depends on how they like how the kids are and how they react like i don't know whether they'd feel comfortable like being with each other when they're talking about like intimate things oh especially when there's hormones yeah flying around everywhere but it's so important that they give exactly the same lessons or whatever the same actually it's exactly the same education to the girls and the boys mm-hmm. so like the boys learn everything mm-hmm. about the girls as well so that then they know how to deal with it yeah um I've literally just been thinking about it in terms of being able to do, like, being able to deliver it within mm. a school and stuff like that. And normally with this kind of stuff, um, like, a package gets put together, like, as well as a presentation, there's worksheets and stuff mm. like that. And you'll give it to, like, a form tutor. And that form tutor then does that topic with the yeah. form class. I don't know if, like, because, again, because it's a subject that's not really spoken about and mm-hmm. stuff like that, would that person feel comfortable? In delivering something that they don't really know anything about. Yeah. I don't think you can really do that with a, mm. like a subject like this. I think that's why it does need to be like represented in the media and it needs to be pushed more like media, social mm-hmm. media wise, because at the minute everybody is still a little bit quite like oh embarrassed about things like that, about like having those conversations and everything. And like, even though we are more open, I'm still like that towards other people or whatever. I told a lady like... at work the other day that we're possibly going to go through IVF. Did you really? Yeah. See, you're so much better at it than I am. I've been so close to kind of saying stuff when I've been at work, but mm. I'm still, I have still held myself back and I don't know why, but I just, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like unless they kind of helped bring up the conversation, I don't really know how to like speak about it really and i think even if they did i would kind of like i don't know i don't Mm. know how quick i would be to speak about it to people i can't even remember how like i was in i was just in her office and (laughs) we were just talking about something and i kind of just came out with it yeah i can't even remember how i did but yeah how's like when you've spoken to people about it how's like the reaction been like has everybody but again Oh no! Wait, I'll let you speak first, and then I'll get into my rant. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'll keep my answer short and sweet because I know you're desperate to speak. Uh, no, it's been fine. Like I don't know. It's. I think I've just kind of spoke, kind of gauged the room, and I kind of just brush it off. Really, like I don't try and make a big deal out of it because if I start making a big deal out of it, that's when it's like, well, it's a huge thing. Mm. it shouldn't be made out to be a huge thing mm-hmm. if that, I don't know if that m- makes sense yeah I'm by not making it a huge thing in like a big song and dance I'm trying to make it a normal mm. conversation and a normal subject to speak about yeah I'm not going in with like all these banners and <sighs> all this kind of stuff and be like oh look at me look at me mm-hmm. 
it's not about that it's about just being open and being honest about something that we're going through mm. and yeah just trying to make a conversation as normal as possible so that it does become a subject that people can speak about yeah and how have they been with it i'm guessing that because you're like so well easy two, about it two years ago i was voted the most popular member of school <laughs> but um no th- I don't know, it's hard to explain, really. They've just been fine because I suppose so far I've told the people that I trust yeah. kind of the most within the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose if anyone was to be like, oh, I've heard this, like, is this true? I'd just be like, well, yeah. Yeah. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Why, why should I be ashamed? Because another member of staff's got three kids. Well, fantastic for them. Yeah. I'm not at that stage. Has anybody said anything that's been a bit like, oh, that's a bit like, not like unsensitive? Um, I think I think about this kind of thing differently to what yourself and possibly mm. the rest of like the, the yeah. trying to conceive community <laughs> think. Um, so yeah, I'm not really going to say too much on that because my opinion, I would say, is slightly different and my view slightly different to what other people have, but. No, they've not been insensitive or mm. they've not said anything insensitive or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think it's like the the right way or the wrong way. I think it's just your own personal like feelings and like how like some people might be more sensitive to things and other people like you can brush things off really easily, whereas I'm a bit more sensitive to things. I kinda I overthink things a lot. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was to say anything to me I would overthink it like a million times and think like, did yeah. they mean it this way? Did they mean it that way? Whereas you wouldn't. You're just like, eh, like take it the one way and then that's it. But I think that's why it's so important for... It's just it... wasted energy for me. <laughs> yeah. that, that's basically what it is. Why, why should I worry yeah. or panic myself or overthink mm-hmm. something when I can just be like, you know what? Just forget what they said and just yeah. have a happy life. I think that's why it's important for like it to be spoken about a lot though because I know a lot of a lot of us do find certain phrases insensitive and they might upset us or and things like that but then I always think but it's because people aren't going through it like if those people that you're speaking to aren't going through it they won't understand and what they're trying to say they think they're helping you mm-hmm. like they they think they're saying the right things and i know full well that i would have said the wrong things in the past yeah to people because i've thought oh this this it's is this is helping them or yeah or i've thought this is like i've not like thought it through properly but i, I will have like said what i thought was the right thing to say yeah. but it might not necessarily have been it but i think if people if more people kind of know about the whole subject and they know like how difficult it is they might then realize oh that actually isn't that right to say to people Mm -hmm. or this person might not like me saying that and i think it all depends on your closeness to the person as well i think if you're close to the person they can kind of get away with saying a few more things because you you will take it in that better way Mm -hmm. whereas if you're not that close to them and then they're saying things. So, kind of what's coming to my mind there is, you know, when, yeah, you know when someone says, oh, at least you have, like, at least you've got one. Mm-hmm. How, do, like, how does that make you feel? Mm. That's me asking you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Because, again, like, with that sentence, I know that when people are saying it, they they mean it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They mean it in a way of, like, oh, well, you've got one, like... But then it's implying, like, you but, should be happy. Why aren't you happy that you've got one? And then it's implying that I'm not... Because always mean that way. That's how I take it. Then I take it as in because the fact... Because could they not mean it, like... Well, you've got one, so there's every chance you could have yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. But is it because I don't... It's, obviously, infertility is quite a negative subject, as in... Not a negative subject, I don't mean it that way, but nobody wants to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a negative experience. Yeah. So is it because people are going through a negative experience that they automatically think that the phrase... Yeah, you try and put a positive spin on it, yeah. No, no, like, do you put a negative spin on it when they are trying to be positive? Yeah. So when they're trying to say, oh, like at least you've got one, that means there's every possibility you could have another one. But in your mind, you go, oh, so they're saying, I should be happy that I've got a child. Yeah, yeah, I think I would always kind of more likely take it in that way. Like, take it in the way of like, well, at least, at least you've got one, like... And then yeah, I yeah. think mm. that they're thinking, like, you should be happy that you've got one because yeah. th- these people that haven't got one. <laughs> and do you, do you think that because of you just think it, or do you think that the negative experience of infertility does make you think negatively about phrases like that? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's because of, like, infertility making me think that way for that particular, like, phrase. Right. Just because, obviously, like the more that, like the further you go down the road in mm. infertility, like the more it's going to affect a person. The more yeah. upset. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say depressed, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. down about it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then, obviously, that could then mm. spiral into that. So I wasn't sure because obviously we've gone down the road mm-hmm. two and a bit years now. Yeah, and my mindset and your mindset. It's mm-hmm. a completely different thing. So this is this is me just asking. This isn't me like mm-hmm. like probing you. And <laughs> like, why are you like this? Because I'm not meaning it like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just intrigued, basically. So it's trying mm-hmm. to, again, obviously this is what the whole podcast is about, is about understanding yeah. it more and speaking up about it mm-hmm. more and stuff like that. But again, I'm a male. You're a female. So it's trying to get it from a female perspective. Yeah. And understanding it. But then, obviously, me asking that question is, I'm a bloke, so it's asking. Mm. It's just asking that question, basically. It's just getting out there. A lot mm. of men won't ask that question. So it's mm-hmm. me just trying to be like, give me an answer. <laughs> you, see, you see things a little more like black and white than I do as well. Yeah, I'd, yeah, probably in a lot of things. So that's why you would probably just take a question like, kind of black or white way whereas mm-hmm. for me I would see the colours <laughs> and does that is that the same for like when people try and come like support you and stuff like that does it change actually because I was just thinking you never speak to like your sister on the phone or anything like that mm. you text but you mm. never speak on the phone no so when you've spoken to her about it and just text it do you read that differently Obviously, like people always read messages differently to how, like they're, they're meant to come across. Mm. When it's been about infertility and stuff like that, 
Does it? Do you read it negatively? I don't know because I don't think she's ever like my family's been quite no no. No, my family's been quite like good with it so far. They've never said anything. Said anything wrong? Or what would what could be considered wrong? Not that I remember, so it can't be like that bad. Right. Okay. It obviously didn't upset me. Could have been bad though. So it it could have been to somebody, but yeah, for me, whatever they've said so far has been fine. <laughs> I just like to give me a little grilling there. Yeah, no, it's not normally that way around. I don't know, I feel like I'm quite a good interviewer, really. <laughs> try to get the try to get the questions out of you. Yeah. Right, so I've been thinking. <laughs> okay. Right. We need to get this out there, don't we? What? The taboo subject. We need it out there. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we need to get out there. And do you know who can solve that for us? Who? Our pal. Who? Boris. <laughs> He's listening right now. He's listening. Right. We'll get it on buses. The only problem is... What? Nobody listens to Boris. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But I'm pretty sure you know like how buses have like movie posters on the side and stuff mm. I'm pretty sure they've not been changed for the past three years mm-hmm. so we'll just get big slogans on there <laughs> the buses need updated so we'll do that and uh, I'll speak to them about some more stuff okay I'll sort it out for you basically to round up this like topic of conversation we need more representation yeah in the media yeah first of all yeah and education yeah in schools yeah so the more people are talking about it mm-hmm. because a lot of people are going through it mm-hmm. but not only do we need people talking about infertility mm-hmm. we want it to be the broader spectrum of infertility because infertility doesn't mean isn't the be all and then like it's not the end thing like if you get told that you need help to conceive it doesn't mean that you have no chance whatsoever and mm-hmm. that's all we ever see that's all I ever see anyway at the minute in the media. And also we need to see secondary infertility and male infertility. For us, anyway. I know people are going through different things. But for us, I would like to see secondary infertility and male infertility spoken about more. Because yeah. a lot of people are going through that as well. And like we've said before, like male infertility, female infertility and a combined like factor. Mm-hmm are all equal yeah so that needs to be spoken about more as well it's not just the female no no definitely agree can i can i say my quote because i've had a quote and i've not said it yet (laughs) the floor is yours thank you so when a woman gets pregnant the man gets credit when a woman can't get pregnant it's her fault that's my quote that i found i can't remember where i got it from but i should have probably added that in there but I just thought it was really interesting. I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah, that perfectly highlights the need for it to be spoken about more. Mm -hmm. Well done. You've summed up this podcast very well there. (laughs) (laughs) To end our podcast like we always end our podcast, I've got your favourite section. What, I'm getting some cakes? No. It's the quiz time. I need like a little like slogan for this one, like how we've got what's new with you. I need a little like quiz time. It's a quick quiz. Again, it's just acronyms because I'm just so 
busy all the time i can't find any other facts or anything it would be really nice to have like question time on this bit as well again to have like question time yeah so to have like questions from like people who are listening or people on instagram and things got confused I was like, politics? No thanks. Because <laughs> I feel like like everybody might be getting bored of acronyms. I know you are. <laughs> but yeah. I like to have something to properly round off the podcast, to like lighten it up again after we've just been ranting and raving about everything uh, and just rambling about stuff that we forget what we're talking about. Yeah, the uncut version <laughs> of this podcast would be so funny. <gasps> I know. Because we get too deep into one section. Not even one section. It's like a tangent. Yeah, I go, exactly. I do too many tangents and then I'm like, wait, what am I meant to be talking about? <laughs> I can't find my way back. <laughs> anyway, acronyms. Acronyms. So I've got three for you again. Are you Fantastic. ready? Quick fire. I don't want you to think too long about oh, it because right. you always think too long. Okay? Are you ready? The first one is DTD. I said quickfire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't even think. Right, just tell us this one and I'll do quickfire for the next two. No, come on, at least guess. DTD? Yeah, DTD. Oh, no. Oh, what? What was your win at? What did you think? Something transfer day. Oh, that's a good guess. At least that's, like, relevant. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, did the deed. Oh, come on. What? What are you all come on in for? Oh, right. What? What's wrong with that? Nothing. (laughs) In a way, I think that's quite a nice thing, because, again, this goes back to the topic of conversation. (laughs) Like, sometimes you don't want to actually say the words. Hmm. It's quite nice saying, did the deed. But then I'm like, did the deed like is the deed part I'm like oh that makes it sound a bit like (laughs) like more official (laughs) okay next one this is a longer one so there's more letters there's one more letter than what you've just had (laughs) E-W-C-M E-W-C-M each week causes misery That's when I'm with you. Yep. Um, no. Hold on, let's try and have a think. Each woman cares more. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a very sexy one. Are you ready for this one? Yep. Egg white, cervical mucus. I hate to say that word, mucus. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. No. You could have given us ten days. I would never have got that. Well, why not? Why do you not know anything about the female body? This is why we need education. <laughs> exactly, and I've never been on my Instagram account. For education? Uh, a tangent again. Not, not only for the males, but for the females. Because before we went on this whole little journey, I didn't even know any of this. I thought my body was dirty. Like, when you things like that happen... I'm just like, oh, have I got an infection or something? Oh, like the amount of times that I have panicked that I've got an infection or something must be wrong down there. Or I have felt so embarrassed, like thinking like I'm the only person that has all this stuff coming out my body. And then 
you do all the learning from trying to conceive and you're like, no, I'm actually incredibly normal. Well, not incredibly normal, but I am normal. <laughs> Everything that is happening is normal. Yeah, so you can take your shot at men back and... No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why we need the education. Exactly. With, throughout the whole of Thank fertility. You. Thank you. Right, your last one. FMU. Sounds like I'm swearing at you, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's not this, but I thought it was quite clever. What? Fertility monitoring unit. Oh, that's quite a clever one, actually. Yeah. I thought you was going to swear. No, no, no. Like, Far too posh for that. That's not right. No. But it was a good guess again. Um, It's first morning urine. Urine? urine? Is that how you say it? Urine? U- urine. urine. <laughs> so, you know, we try and educate people here. We can't even say a word. It could just be accents. It could just be, I... like, you say potato, I say potato. Urine, urine. <laughs> you, Kate, you're from the Midlands, right? Calm down. Yeah? Definitely don't say it like that. <laughs> I'm sure I've always said it like that. Urine? 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 It's not urine. Urine. It's urine. Nah. <laughs> it's urine. No. I don't think I've ever How said do you spell it? Oh, well, don't get into the spelling thing. Because I will be here all day telling you that scone is scone. And I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. <laughs> We're not going to get into that argument. We will off air, don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a nice ranty uh, podcast. Yeah. I am praying to the podcast gods that we've not got an echo on this oh, whole recording. Honestly, if we have, we're never doing it again. <laughs> Why do we even bother? <laughs> Who do we think we are? <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, so, we don't actually know when we're going to be back, do we? Which is really sad. After Easter. After, the, after Easter holidays. Do you think? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Oh, so we're not really having, like, a proper break then? Maybe an extra week. Oh, right, okay. That's not so bad then. But, and, after that, actually, on our next podcast, you will have been for your sperm analysis. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, I'm just... Like, we've actually got something to talk about. (laughs) It won't just be us ranting. So, yeah, that's, that's exciting because that's, like, the first checkpoint. Mm-hmm. for us now because we're having to wait so long from our previous appointment from our consultation so I'm looking forward to that even though I'm not involved in one bit but I'm looking forward to that because that's the checkpoint and then the one after that is then getting closer to finding out when our treatment dates are going to be yep so it's exciting so yeah so yeah next that's a day away <laughs> few <laughs> nice, nice go and do bit of of business (laughs) never mind but yeah so the next podcast will actually have something um, substantial to talk about instead of me just having a rant at you personal yeah exactly Um, but yeah so we might be away for an extra week this time but then yeah hopefully not for too long and hopefully we'll still be together we will miss the nine of you that are listening (laughs) why not and thank you very much for listening oh yeah definitely yeah. And uh, again, like we always say as well, if you want to contact us, 
you can pop on to www.youmeand.co.uk and there's a little section on there where you can ask us anything you like or alternatively you can um, ask us anything you want on Instagram as well you need to give the handle I thought you was going to join in oh sorry so myself <laughs> at the TTC daddy and you at the TTC mummy there you go <laughs> But thank you once again for joining us and we will see you in a short while. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.